Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm with Total Auto Solutions. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you are uh, on the new Clubhouse, which uh, we are streaming live right now on Clubhouse, you can find us at Detail Supply App. We are inside Detailers Club. Nick and I will be there uh, recording information and putting out, and we stay on answering questions after us. Find us there if you'd like. We'd love to chat with you. Uh, Best way to get in touch with me is 918-800-1188. I'm joined today with Nick from Vegas Rides. You can find him on most platforms, Vegas.Rides. Instagram is where he mostly likes to hang out. Good place to find him. Best way to reach him, Nick at VegasRides.com. Nick, uh, I'm going to be enjoying today 1906 Reserva Especial. Uh, thank you, Speakeasy, for sending that over. 1906, new beer for me. I think you have uh, broached over into some of the Mexican-style lagers, I think, right? And maybe enjoyed yeah. one even this weekend. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, favorite Mexican-style lager? Probably Pacifico for me. You know, yeah. simple, can find it everywhere. You know, light enough. That's what I enjoyed this weekend. Yeah, uh, and I sent back to you when you sent me that. I was like, yeah, you ever had Soul? I've always yeah, like, Soul is just one of those different beers that you really don't find too often, uh, but it's a little bit different take on uh, on a Mexican lager. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, it's a really good beer. Well, that's more of like one of Dos Equis Amber. You ever drink Dos Equis yeah. Amber? That's yeah. a lot like this, but that's a, that's a lot better. Nice beer, 1906. All right. Cool. Uh, what else did you get to enjoy uh, this weekend? Anything fun? Well, look, like most detailers, the weather looks like it's starting to break for everybody, right? So enjoyed being outside, enjoyed that uh, we kind of got rid of some cold weather here. You know, the winds get kind of beat you up out here. You know, we get really high winds and, you know, most people don't think about that when it comes to, to Vegas. They just think it's always warm weather. It isn't, you know, you get those 35 degree days where the wind's just howling and we went through a little period here and like everybody just kind of enjoyed the sunshine. looks like most of the country is sort of broken loose and, you know, hopefully we're headed for springtime. Well, yeah. Uh, late part of March. We're definitely seeing that here in Oklahoma. The fun part for me was getting out and enjoying some sweet 16 basketball, uh, as our uh, yeah. local hometown favorites, the oral Roberts golden Eagles took on yeah, the Razorbacks of Arkansas. <laughs> uh, a lot of trash was talked. A lot of fun times happened here. I don't know if you watched the game, but man, what a, what an incredible fun game, uh, especially as it got down towards the end. What, what you always want out of a good uh, March Madness basketball game. Yeah, we, we, I watched a little bit of it, but uh, you know, I'm more of a fight fan. So I, I was watching some of the UFC preliminary stuff and then, uh, you know, watch the heavyweight championship and that kind of thing. So yeah, I didn't get to catch all of it, but you know, I watched some of it. New, uh, new title holder. I think. Oh yeah. Francis, Francis and Gano, new heavyweight champ of the world you know that's now, what you always want to be known as is is uh francis a customer of yours is that a thing you guys do yeah. a bunch of cars up there yeah he's a customer uh, of ours uh we don't see him nearly as regularly you know he's he's not that type of client but we we do uh service his vehicles from time to time 
That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. uh, is it always interesting talking to, uh, do you ever get to talk to him? Is it a thing like to, uh, yeah, chat back like and forth or something? Re- really, really uh, soft spoken guy. You know, it's, uh, mostly the biggest, the biggest guys on the block are normally pretty soft spoken. And, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, kind of grown up, you know, around that, that type of person in my life, you know, just guys that, that were into fighting and that kind of thing. So it was just kind of one of those things like uh, I'm happy for him. You know, it's been a long journey for him. He's got a crazy story where he, you know, tried to kind of escape his home country type thing and, you know, had some tough times. So it's always cool. You know, that's one thing why I've always been into boxing and it's usually kind of tough stories and UFC is no different. You know, some of these guys have tough stories and uh, you know, it's cool to see. Yeah. Uh, so my weekend was not with a guy that was soft-spoken. All right. So I got to watch the golden Eagles, but mostly I was watching my buddy who, you know, I grew up with, he actually, uh, went to oral Roberts. He was the catcher there, uh, caught all four years. Uh, another friend that came into town was a big pitcher that they had back in the day, you know, so they, they definitely, you know, they've got at least some athleticism to them. Now my friend Kyle is, you know, where I used to be at a pushing like, but I think he's probably like at a two eighty. I mean, he's a big old boy and it's, you know, he's loud, he's obnoxious, he's opinionated. He wants to tell everybody what's going on. You know, he's the coach out there. One of those guys, which is, is very interesting, right? If you're at, we were at a pretty nice place, not over the top by any means, just a good local yeah. spot, you know, but yeah. sometimes the people that would look at them or sometimes they would laugh at people that have big personalities and big opinions, man. And especially around sporting events, it's, it's very yeah. interesting. Do you, do you have any uh, favorite college teams or any college basketball yeah. memories that is, I, what's your favorite college? Well, I went to Ohio state. So, you know, it's, I, I grew up a Buckeye fan, you know, I grew up around, the Buckeyes. And then I went there for college and, you know, that's, that's, that's who, you know, that's who's at my house. If you see any of uh memorabilia or anything like that, or, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always been the Buckeyes. Uh, any favorite players? Has there ever been a, like a favorite well, yeah, college gr- basketball yeah, player? People think about uh, the number one draft pick before Kevin Durant was Greg Oden and Greg Oden was uh out of the league pretty quick seven footer you know they went to a championship played florida mike conley is now still in the league with the utah jazz who are in first place uh him and greg odin played together but yeah that's probably the best there was an old you know go back to like the 90s a guy named jim jackson who now does announcing uh you know he was big but high state really isn't you know a basketball powerhouse i mean it's you know it's all about football there so um but yeah, I mean, the Sweet 16 or the, the the tournament used to be bigger to me. You know, it's kind of lost its luster. I can't figure out why. Like, I want to get into it, but I'm just like, I just can't. Like, it just doesn't have the same appeal. It's that you just look at this. To me, it's I look at the stands and just see nobody there. Yeah. So, it okay. just ultimately, I just think that there's a lot less hype. I think there's a lot less. It feels like everybody's just playing like in a high school gym, right? But having the fans and the way they would do all the video with fans and getting people like it just brought so much more excitement to games, in my opinion. I don't uh, my favorite uh, my favorite player. And this this is a weird this is a weird one. Right. Most people won't ever know who this guy was kind of an old school, smaller uh, school. We we call them uh, the OSU Cowboys, you know, yeah. place down there in Stillwater. But you remember a guy named Big Country? Oh, of course. 
Yeah. Of course. If, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, Big Country was the first pick of the Vancouver Grizzlies, wasn't he? He went to the – yeah, he went up there. I didn't know he was the very first pick, though. I didn't remember that. Could be. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I think he – yeah, I remember Big Country, of course. Yeah, he went up there. He was just always my fun – he was just this big all ogre white dude, red yeah. hair, right, just yeah. pale white, just this – odd guy that was out there on the court, but at that time he was so huge, you know, nobody yeah. could really stop. Him. He was just, he was yeah. a, wasn't a his name Bryant Reeves. Who knows? We just knew him as big country. <laughs> That's all I know. You know, that's what it is. Uh, opinions are always interesting. I know uh, last week I, I shot some videos and did some stuff on wheels and uh, it got me thinking about opinions of wheel cleaners. There's so many different wheel cleaners that are out on the market. There's so many theories of wheel cleaners. What one does this? What one does that? You know, there's definitely as I think one of the interesting parts of looking back over the history of wheel cleaners, one of the interesting ones that came out that crew so many opinions was the color changing wheel cleaners, right? I mean, it really wasn't when I used it. I was oh shit, man! This is really cool, right? Yeah, it it's is fun sure. to watch. Now, I just couldn't use them because I couldn't get past the smell. Yeah. I didn't really want to be detailing in my bay for another couple hours, going with that smell. And especially if you do outside, then you go into the inside. I was always just like, oh man, I hope that doesn't go into the inside. I mean, just it smelled too bad. Have you? Yeah. Were you ever into uh, into those wheel cleaners? Well, I don't use them as wheel cleaners, but I mean, obviously we do iron decontamination, um, you know, for the paint prior to polishing, same active ingredient, same, same smell. Uh, I, I'm with you doing it on the paint is enough. I sort of want the the process to be over as fast as possible with that smell. And uh, to be very frank, I'm not sure if I had a bay, I'd use it in the bay. I mean, it's, that kind of potent smell that I, I probably would rather do it outside, uh, which kind of doesn't, you know, lend itself in the wintertime to most of the country, but I'm with you, the smell, you know, I never wanted to use it all day, every day. It's just, it's just not enjoyable. What was the big push? I don't remember. What was the big push for them? Why did people, why did they come out with those? I don't remember. Well, so there was always this, this, you know, kind of push of really decontaminating paint, right? And then we basically got to this point where people said, well, there are things embedded in paint that a clay bar can't remove. Okay. Which is just this iron decontamination. The simplest way to think of it is like embedded brake dust, you know, the, the, the filings off brake dust or the filings off railroad cars when transporting the car, you know, from location to location before it gets delivered to your customer. And so that, that to me is where I was introduced. I mean, somebody may have been introduced before that, but, and I can't even remember when that became a mainstay, to be honest. I mean, it all kinds to run, it starts to run together if you do it long enough. I can't remember when that became a mainstay, but I mean, you look at it now, just the pure cost of doing iron decontamination on paint is pretty expensive. And, you know, the, the chemicals are expensive. They stink. Now they're, you know, this chemicals in all kinds of wheel cleaners. I don't know about the effectiveness of it on wheels. You know, supposedly it's in a lot of pH neutral, which is a confusion to me because when you iron out on a car, it's like, hey, don't let this dry on the paint. But it's pH neutral when I spray it on the rim somehow. If it was pH neutral, I wouldn't care if it actually dried on the paint because pH neutral means we're not really concerned much with that. So I've always been kind of in a weird spot when people say pH neutral, 
plus the active ingredient of an iron remover, it just all doesn't go together to me. Yeah, I think I thought it was it all came out because of safety. That's what I thought. Was it? But you're saying that uh, if it dries on paint, it's not safe. Is that? Oh, I mean, I I don't know a single iron removing product that doesn't explicitly say on the label, "Don't let this dry on the paint." I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, my education on on those products has always been the same. Like, don't let this stuff. You know, it's one of the few products I've had brand reps tell me absolutely positively don't use this in the sun. Like, don't let this interact with the sun. Don't be in the sun. Don't let it even think about drying on the paint. I mean, I've had all kinds of stories told to me. I've never actually experienced that because I wouldn't let it dry on the paint, you know, even without being told that I, you know, we just don't run our processes that way, but I've probably had more people explicitly tell me that from brands than any other product I've ever used. Which makes sense. Like I, I didn't ever think that I guess I just didn't understand that it was the same product you would put on your wheels that you would put on the paint. Uh, well, but I and, guess and you that, said yeah. same, it's the same uh, active ingredients, same active ingredients, but I, I would imagine, yeah, they changed it a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully. But here's, but here's the thing. I mean, usually, and you would know better than me is that the active ingredient is usually the thing that causes the damage, right? The, the thing that's most active in your formula is usually the thing you're worried about, you know, the most. So, and like I said, I'm not an expert on this, but when it got into wheel cleaning, obviously it was for effect, right? Like it, there was no doubt that it was a marketing effort because it looks cool, which, which I'm fine with. Um, and there are some wheels that, that are heavily embedded that, you know, it makes a lot of sense on, uh, especially if you're going to do some polishing on the rims or that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, with some of the carbon ceramics and things that are going on rims now, it, it really is becoming obsolete to have to do massive iron removing so you said you said active ingredient you know i'm not sure what's in those uh but active ingredients and other wheel cleaners i think is why a lot of people will say one one wheel cleaner safer than the other right Right. i i'd always assumed that they'd come out with those out of safety but i know i know there was a lot of push for non-acid wheel cleaners uh out of safety have you found non-acid wheel cleaners always to be safe no, I mean, I think that's the the marketing effort, right? Like you and I, you know, we haven't really got into this, you know, a bunch over the podcast. We've sort of talked business and other stuff. And now we're starting to talk product. And no, I mean, I've had companies send me product that were that was supposedly going to be really, really safe. We started testing it on our vehicles, you know, meaning I don't put it on customer stuff first. And I've had rims get damaged with quote unquote pH neutral you know, types of formulas. And of course, every company says, oh, you used it wrong. Well, if it's pH neutral, there shouldn't be any wrong. Um, And I got a test for having my guys use it when I'm not there, uh, as do companies that have multiple team members and whatever. I've, you know, again, I know a lot of guys use degreaser on REMS. I've never wanted to take that risk. I mean, I've heard degreaser horror stories from dealerships to detailers to everybody in between. I'm not really big on on degreaser on rims. Yeah, degreaser non-acid. I would there's you talk about, you know, a uh, similar core understanding of what's inside the product, right? I can't imagine there's too much difference in theory between a degreaser and a non-acid wheel cleaner. I know when exactly. I've done plenty of 
plenty of tests of looking at different products and even just as a detailer, you know, that, and if you go into dealerships or in different segments, they don't generally carry a quote unquote degreaser and then carry a non-acid wheel cleaner that the formulas uh, would be very similar with, with caustics. And I wouldn't say that those are neutral, right? I mean, most no. of those, if it's going to be caustic or a, a non-acid wheel cleaner, it's going to be higher in the pH. I have definitely. Now, if you've got, uh, if you've got clear coat painted rims, right? Like your regular stock clear coated painted rim, like, listen, it's probably going to, I don't know that it could damage anything, right? I mean, it shouldn't be able to damage eat through clear coat. I have damaged though on my Jeep rims, particularly uh, using non-acid wheel cleaners because they are that black, uh, is that a powder coat, I guess? Yeah, uh, it's, it's know, a powder coat, yeah. Yeah, powder coat, or even a lot of people will send in, hey, you've got a black mat, or hey, I got this. Yeah. Like, uh, there are still a lot of questions about cleaning rims uh, when you've got those soft metals or painted metals, things like that. What all have you run into? Well, you know, so look, we we still use acidic wheel cleaners because I know what we're getting. And I know how to have my guys use them. The problem that I've always run into with degreaser is it seems guys can, you know, even if you try to get through to them, you're spraying this on the rubber and then you're spraying it on the rim. It, you know, they can kind of get lost in the process. If they think they're working with something like an acidic wheel cleaner, they seem to pay attention a little bit more. And here's the other thing. There's actually really, 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 really safe acid that's much more safe than a degreaser or these, you know, quote unquote, pH neutral, which aren't pH neutral, they're degreaser based uh, wheel cleaners that are non-acidic, supposedly. What we found is there's natural acidic products that don't have any chance really of staining any type of rim. So we don't use the traditional acid Marty, and I think you offer a wheel cleaner like this, but we don't yeah. use a traditional acid. When people think about you got to wear the gloves and you don't want to get it on your skin and you don't want to be around it, that is a really old school acid that is really old technology that everybody always rails against. There's much, much, much more safe acidic wheel cleaners today than ever before made out of you know natural products. Yeah, I'm with you. I've always wanted to use acid myself. I've always felt acid just did a lot better on wheels than a high P. You know, I, I get it like non-acid is supposed to be safe. And that's why they came out with it years and years. This is probably what, 20 years ago, 15. I mean, it's yeah, a but while degree, ago, you right? know, but I want to make this clear guys, degreasers aren't safe, which is really going to be the base of all those products. Like Marty stated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so years ago, they came out like they came out to try and say, right, like, don't use an acid, use a non-acid, it's safer. And understandably so, the, the acid that they're referring to, the main product, if somebody's going to get a wheel acid, if you want to look at, uh, you know, what goes in that wheel acid, the acid you need to be concerned about is hydrofluoric acid, right? A lot of times they'll call it HF. Right. But hydrofluoric acid, if an acid contains hydrofluoric, that's you really do want to look for, you know, make sure that you don't have that. No doubt there are. And you're right. We came out with one specifically because I've always felt acid cleans better. But 
I didn't want to send out product that could possibly, no. you know, like I like, so when we worked on developing this product, it was like, Hey, this has to be, I can't send this to somebody and I don't personally want to be at home and get that phone call. Like no way. Yeah. You know, and so, look, we, we all remember, I mean, dealerships especially remember these days and, and people that worked in wholesale environments like I did old school acid was nasty stuff. I mean, it worked like no wheel cleaner on the market works today. I mean, that old acid would just like, it didn't take any, you didn't need wheel brushes. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. you know, the wheel brushes are a modern uh, wheel cleaning solution because that acid would eat anything off of everything. So, um, but there, you know, again, this is kind of where that internet hype comes around and guys are told that, oh, this, this, this degreaser is much safer than an acid. Well, it's not true. The proper acidic, acidic product is a thousand times more safe than degreaser. And I'll tell you a story we had with a client with degreaser. Client had a do not wash tag on a very expensive car. They send their assistant to go pick up the car. The assistant watches the dealership, spray degreaser in direct sunlight, burnt every rim. Car had like four miles or five or 10 miles on it. I think it was a probably close to a $20,000 mistake. And the dealership tried to lie about it until we went and looked at the rims with my customer. And I said, well, <laughs> that's the greaser. Um, and nobody else has touched the car. So either the manufacturer's on the hook or you're on the hook. And they were pretty much stuck at that point. But everybody remembers some horror story. Very rarely, though, do I remember really, really bad acid stories from when I was using that old school acid? We had some things happen here and there, but not as many as I've seen with degreasers. I mean, degreasers really do a lot of damage to wheels and, you know, paint and, and all of these formulas on these quote unquote safe wheel cleaners is, is a base of a degreaser formula. Yeah, well, a lot of caustics. You know, it is what it is. You know, everybody's got a reason for bringing out the products. Not, I, d I don't think you're saying that none of them, right? I mean, you've used some good ones. Uh, I've used some ones I got to work really, really hard to clean the rim. And at that point, I might as well just use soap. You know, that's where I get with some of these ultra safe cleaners, supposedly. It's like, well, I can just use soap. I mean, it's ultra safe. Um so I get to the point where there's a law of diminishing returns. You know, I need some help cleaning the rim, but if I'm going to go so gentle, I might as well just use soap and a brush. I mean, it, right. There's a balance. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, but you're right. I mean, it is funny. There is a lot of opinions back and forth and you can see in the Facebook groups, uh, there used to be a lot more photos or videos of, of stuff changing or, you know, there would be some wheel cleaning stuff here and there, but for the most part, wheel cleaning and Facebook groups really isn't, it really isn't a big deal. And you definitely don't see a lot of 50 fifties or anything like that. Uh, but there are definitely opinions, especially when the, the new stuff has come out or new things. I mean, Facebook groups are always interesting, no doubt. Yeah. So Marty, can I bring something up here? Like something fun to kind of transition into? No, because man. it, because no, because here's the thing it, it it you know we have a lot of people when you start doing these types of podcasts the one thing is you don't know what's going to happen right you don't know who's going to reach out you don't oh, know yeah. if people are are going to write you email saying i hate your gut i mean you just don't know right like you just your mind goes everywhere so now two years into this 
we get a lot of interaction, which is like the coolest part, right? Even people that disagree, people that agree. I mean, everything on the spectrum. Something funny has kind of happened to me in the last four or five guys. I've really, you know, I get a lot of emails and the emails will say, you know, hey, I, I have this opinion and they don't really warrant a response, right? It's not a question or it's not an interaction, just somebody making a statement. Those are cool. Fine. I'm, I'm cool with those. But sometimes you have guys that want to engage in a conversation. And the conversation will go, hey, man, how's your business, this and that. But you brought up Facebook groups. The last four people I've talked to. I love the one that goes, hey, you, how's business? You guys busy? Well, I always, I really sometimes, if I don't know them, I, I, I kind of, yeah, man, if things, but if I know them, I'm like, yeah, man, I got ADD. I'm always busy. What's up? <laughs> you know, I, I, just make up busy. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> productive is probably the more thing for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so here's the crazy thing, Marty, is that the last four, I think it's four people I've talked to have specifically referenced Facebook groups and their experience in the Facebook groups. And some of them ended up leaving Facebook altogether because of their experience. But it's kind of an interesting thing is that guys will go into Facebook groups and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z in my business. Okay, could be offering an entry-level coding, could be starting the maintenance style part of their business, could be a thousand things, right? And from all four of these people, I've heard different ideas. All of the guys told me ideas that would absolutely make them money. They weren't far-fetched ideas. They were things that normal detailing businesses do. And every single one of them told me that they have not done what they thought they should do because people in the Facebook group talked them out of doing it. Like Wait, say that again, one more time. Okay. So they have been talked out of their idea that they presented in the Facebook group. So, Hey, I have this idea for my business. They're going in there for support or for somebody to give them advice or, you know, hey, can you help me with this idea? And it doesn't come out as help. The people shoot down the idea. They're like, oh, that's a stupid idea. You should never do that. Well, those people take those groups seriously. Guess what can happen? They're like, hey, this, this guy's always in the group. He's got to know what he's talking about. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a guy that cares. If he's saying that this is a stupid idea, it must be a stupid idea. But the funny thing is all four of them unrelated, didn't know each other from different parts of the country, all had good ideas, things that would have absolutely made their business money. So it got me thinking about the opinions, like you brought up your, your buddy at the beginning of the podcast, you know, giving his opinion at the bar about, you know, a sport he never really played at a high level. You know, he was an expert. People are laughing at him. People are like, what's this guy doing? Right. So it got me to thinking about opinion versus experienced opinion. Hmm. And, and these guys really are the ones listeners. And I want to thank all of these people for reaching out. Cause it got me thinking about something. There's a huge difference between me giving my opinion on something and we all give opinions on random things, especially if you're a sports guy. You know, the classic one in our lifetime was Barry Sanders versus Emmett Smith. You'd be in your... I mean, come you know, on. Yeah, we know where I'm going, right? I mean, yeah. Cowboys all the way, no yeah. doubt. It had nothing but to do not with those Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> not those Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the OSU Cowboys and 
and we're going up to Detroit. And yeah. So all the way. here's a, here's a funny thing. We all give opinions on stuff. And most of the time it's like, Hey, you're just giving your opinion on who you like better, Ali or Tyson or, you know, whatever. You're just giving these random opinions. But the problem is that the internet has blurred the line between, you know, nonsensical opinions, which is just us shooting the shit about sports. And now these detailing groups are talking business with one another. And so there's no way for a guy to know that the person on the other end is just giving an opinion like we do about Barry and Emmett, or they're giving an experienced opinion saying, Hey, look, don't do this. This is the pitfall. This is what I did because the opinions never come across that way to people. So it's kind of an interesting thing happening in these detailing Facebook groups where if somebody doesn't have the experience with the exact question you're asking, they're just giving you an opinion. How much do you listen to it? Because in all these cases, guys gave real weight to those Facebook groups. I thought it was an interesting thing. Well, and I think it is tough because, you know, as I began to grow more into the groups and grow just means I spend more time, right? Like, offer suggestions, people make a post, I'll try and leave a comment when I can, you know, it, it is a, it is an interesting Facebook groups have their own interesting part sure. of the industry and their own well, purpose, I guess, in a sense of, of the industry. And there are people that get some great information out of them. Um, but you're right. There, there is a, you, you, you see some people make some comments or throw out some money figures or, Hey, check this bank account because I'm going to put on this X, Y, and Z. Right. I, it's interesting the way people interact inside yeah. those groups. It really is. And then when you, you click the profile, you try to dive through a little bit. There is plenty of times where you just start to go, huh? Okay. Interesting opinion. All right. And that's where I just go. All right. I'm going to move on. I, yeah, you know. Right. It, but, but here's the crazy thing. You're right. All of those things are true. Like, you know, the Facebook groups and things like that are good for industry. They're, they're not something to sit here and, and, and bash, you know, it's not, it's not that, but you know, I said the same thing to all four people because I really didn't have another way to say it. It's like, so, so don't go into their stories, but yeah. you know, but so are you saying that the detailers that, that reached out to you, they, they basically changed their business. They changed what they were doing or, or as I've talked about through different episodes, I, I'm a big fan of having ideas. I, I yeah. love it when people have ideas. I think ideas are what help us as if we are going to truly say that we're an entrepreneur, right? Which basically is just a today's word for starting a business, running yep. and operating a business. Well, then you're gonna have to have ideas. Sure. Right? You, there's not there's not a book, right? There, there is no training manual. You can't go pay somebody a fee to learn from them in a week, a weekend, whatever, and get a step-by-step -step procedure on how to run your business. It just you you could pause, you could, and then you will be out of business or you'll be like the guy that has reached out to us that has said, Hey, I went to the training. I tried to do what they did and follow the thing. And I, I, I was, he literally said, I, I can't get yeah. customers. I, I'm two weeks. I, I don't have any business. I can't do anything. Basically it's going out of business. Yeah. So, so, pe so people that don't know that story, let's quickly recap that story. So Marty can continue his. 
The story was this guy left with a full slate of business, was told to cancel that business and start the way this very, you know, famous trainer in our industry told him to do things. And the guy's business almost went under until he reversed back to his old way of doing business. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea that, that you can follow a procedure to run your business is ludicrous. That in itself is I'm a big fan of scams, right? I mean, that in itself is a scam. There is no way that you can follow step by step. You need to have ideas, whether that's daily, whether that's weekly, you've got to, you owe it. it you are the DNA of your company. If yep. you don't have ideas on how to move forward, well, then your company's stuck. And well, so, so that, that, that so really they hurt. The well, yeah, so oh, they let me, stopped yeah, the yeah, pursuit. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. And that's what I was going to say. Like, that's what kills me. Right. Like yeah. I'm a huge fan of people. Right. That's how I've, that's how I've survived. So to hear that you've got people reaching out to you that inside these detailer groups, they're shooting down their ideas. Boy, that's the whole reason we created the community is so that people can have ideas and share them openly and people can bounce ideas back and forth and be able to uh, mature those ideas, be able to nurture them, be able to grow them, man. Nick, that, yeah. So it really sucks. So here, so here's the crazy thing. So there's a big theory amongst people that aren't in those groups and there's a variety of reasons people choose to be or not be. So who, that, that's not the part I want people to get hung up on. Mm -hmm. Here, here's the reality of what I hear a lot of is that people start digging in and they're like, well, I found out this person giving XYZ advice was actually secretly with such and such company. And that's why their advice was, you know, kind of the way it was because it was interesting to me all of the ideas were very basic, but very profitable. Okay. Entry level coatings came up twice. Maintenance came up once and uh, some type of wash and wax that the guy was going to provide. Okay. You know what? None of them were some $3,000 massive coating system. Mm. And I said to each one of them, and matter of fact, had all of them say the same thing to me. I think I'll have a different year because I talked to you because all I said to them was, if that was a dumb idea, I'd tell you, doing basic services is never a dumb idea. It's never a dumb idea, folks. If you don't get anything else from this and you think we're trying to hate on Facebook groups, I'm not. I literally had people contact me and have basic services shot down because people in the Facebook groups told them they're bad ideas. And they took somebody's opinion because these, they, they cared about these groups. They genuinely did. They thought that it was helping their business. And, and in some cases it is. There are people that you're going to find in these groups that can help your business. But you also have to be able to just say, hey, man, this is one person's opinion. It's okay that people have opinion. I got no issue. There's people that are going to say, oh, people shouldn't have opinion. We all have opinions. But it's if you're not talking to somebody that has experienced opinion, it can really lead you down a tough path. It really can. It doesn't matter if it happened to me, if it happened to you, if it happens to the guy down the street. That experienced opinion, and every single one of them said the same thing, Marty. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said go do that. And I'm like, I can't believe somebody would tell you not to offer basic services. Now, you know, somebody was offering an entry-level coding. People could argue that's not a basic service. But wash decon and offer a one-year coding is a pretty damn basic service that somebody can make a lot of money off of. Wow. And the guy that reached out first 
Um, the guy that reached out first. We lost you. Uh, yeah, oh, there we go. Sorry, I got a phone call. So the guy that reached out first has already instituted chasing that and has already gotten, I believe, four or five entry-level coatings booked inside of this month. Nice. Because guess what? His gut was right. I wasn't right. He was right. He knew his area. He knew the right thing to do. And that's the last part of these groups. Folks, nobody knows your city like you do. Nobody knows what you're seeing or what you're talking to or what you're engaging in every day with the, with the customers you're trying to get. So there's a part of asking me for advice or you for advice, but our advice only goes so far because you're the one in that town, in that city, you know, and a lot of these guys gut feeling is right. And you don't have to go have somebody tell you, you know, go get them. You, you know what you're doing. In a lot of cases, if you're listening to the area that you're in, you know. And if basic services aren't on your list of things of running your detailing business, I don't think you're going to be for the long haul anyway, because every huge company that I know in detailing, they do a lot of express services and it's universal. And if they don't do a lot of them, they're trying to do a lot of them. And I've stated that before. I can tell you the three or four biggest companies in detailing actively trying to build their express services. So Folks, don't shy away from it. I just wanted to share the story. I appreciate anybody reach out anytime. But Marty, that's the coolest thing over the last two years is a lot of people reach out and hopefully, uh, you know, I'm sorry, man. I'm getting I'm getting crazy calls here. Um, hopefully people, people, people understand. People are reaching out. <laughs> yeah, pe people, uh, you know, keep listening. And I, I can't thank everybody enough for just reaching out. Yeah, but since your phone's blowing up, man, we'll let you get back to yeah. we'll let you get back to your business. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for your time as always, Nick, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week, man. Enjoy your enjoy your week. All right, brother. See you. All right, see ya. Episode over. Leave us a review, and we will see you on the community pub Wednesday nights at seven thirty central. The Zoom meeting ID is nine one eight eight hundred one one eight eight. That's the community pub. Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.